there was a bird. Mm. I got distracted. By which you were easily distracted. It's <laughs> true story. <laughs> guilty. Okay. Okay, being guilty with that. I forgot to come up for a, with a name. For oh episode. my god, Chris. Fuck. Well, we can't do the show. Well, I guess I got some time. Wait, I don't have time. We're doing the show now. We're doing the show. Fuck. Do, 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 the name of the Crowncast episode is... We haven't even started the show yet. That's but we, we start did the start the show. We clearly stated we started the show. What do we do when we start the show, though? Hello, Chris. Hello, Sharon. Okay, now can we talk about Was that so else? hard? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't difficult at all. I mean, we talked about that I'm a little cranky, so... So this oh, is my chair is all squeaky. Is that gonna be a problem? Yeah, I have a real problem with it. Fuck. No, it's fine. I won't move. Ever. Again. I have to take my nap right here. So let's see. This is uh season three, episode seven of the crown. Moon dust. Moon dust. It's a fun name. It is a fun name. I was kind of excited that this was going to be about the uh, Apollo 11 moon landing. Well, it's good because you seemed pretty disappointed that it was also about Prince Philip. The first thing I wrote down was, oh, great, Philip. <laughs> That's what you said, too. You were like, Philip. <laughs> I wrote down that I hope that the episode is mitigated by the fact that it's also an Apollo episode. Right. So. Well, we'll get to all that. Oh, I know we will. First, I got to name the episode of The Crown. Oh, okay. We're First, doing everything in such a weird order. I don't understand what's even going on right now. Crown cast. First, I got to name the episode of The Crown uh, okay. cast. Okay. <laughs> I underlined a couple of my notes that I thought were funny. Okay. Uh, mooncake, because there was a mooncake. That was a badass mooncake, it too. It was fun. Um, polo Hobby Horse. <laughs> and that was only one scene and there wasn't even any dialogue right and he didn't even get hit in the head with a polo ball god damn it windsor voodoo house no mm. the disappointment has landed that's not bad that's not bad at all let's go with that i like that let me write that down so i don't forget <laughs> Okay, I'm done writing it down now. Cool. Also, I have plenty of quiet time, so I think we're good. Okay. Okay, let's start <laughs> the episode. supposed to do that. Hello, Chris. <laughs> Hello, Sharon. No, we're past that. God damn it. Fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris. Totally TR time. Get yourself a crown to shine. Can be made of anything. Flowers from your best 
right. Well, let's move on to watching the episode. How about that? We already did that. I mean, talking about the episode. Oh, okay. Talking let's about do watching that the episode. then. I'm exhausted. I know. So Philip's watching the the news coverage of the Apollo 11. Yeah. I was very excited watching like, watching this. The first setting in the episode was the fucking moon, which was really exciting. Yeah. That so, was cool. Uh, so Liz comes down and they have a pleasant little chat about the, the astronauts going to the moon. Right. So that's fun. And they talked about the goodwill messages. Right. From world leaders. There were um, statements from leaders of 73 countries around the world on a disc about the size of a 50 cent piece made of silicone that was left on the moon by the Apollo 11 astronauts. Awesome. The disc rests in an aluminum case on the moon's sea of tranquility. I read no mention of an olive branch, so I guess that was the queen trying to make a joke. Oh, yeah. Maybe that was just too dry for me. I didn't really get it. But Aldrin nearly forgot to leave the coin. It was yeah. in his pocket and he, he forgot to leave it. And one of the other dudes was like, dude, the coin. And so he pulled it out of his pocket and kind of tossed it off the ladder because he was like on his way up. Chucked it out. The, yeah. He was like, oh, the, shit. the lander module. Yeah. That's awesome. like, Dwing! So that's kind of cool. funny. Yeah. So then Liz is like, oh, by the way, church at nine tomorrow. Oh, wait, before we talk about that. Oh, OK. A little bit of trivia that I found. Uh -huh. There are nearly half a million pounds dry weight of artificial satellites that have been left on or have been crashed on our moon. Half a million pounds. There are dozens. Like, sure. there's a list of them on Wikipedia from us, the Russians, China. Chinese, yeah. Like, it's a satellite dump. The moon is just a big fucking satellite dump. It's weird. I find that really strange. I find that strange. I'm sure we'll clean it up one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Flint still doesn't have clean water. Mm. Yikes. Yeah. So anyway, church at nine tomorrow. Thank God. No. Maybe they'll clean mm. the moon up. Thank science. Oh. <laughs> this is, I, I immediately was identifying with Philip in this episode I because know. he's like all enthralled about the, the moon shot and annoyed by going to church. I'm like, buddy, you, you're hit me all over with that <laughs> spot on that is, comrade that me to a t so my notes are a little sparse um every time mm. they started talking about church i kind of trailed off <laughs> i almost said there was a lot of like deep philosophical discussion but there wasn't it was a lot of like discussion about stuff i wasn't really interested in i think i i think i eventually got the point i got the point um, you know, they they go to church and Philip's all, I don't want to go to church. And the queen's like, shut up, we're going to church. And then so they get there and then the guy doing church is just like, church is church, church is church. church, 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 church. Philip's all, I don't like this guy. He's putting me to sleep. And Liz is like, shut up. It's church. It's supposed to put you to sleep. Right. But then I guess they decide to to bring in a new. His wife got him a puppy for his birthday. Church guy. Yeah. But Philip would much rather be on it on his polo hobby horse than going to church. How did he not get beamed in the head by one of those balls? I don't know. I wonder if that was scary for 
for the actor to do that scene because he didn't have a helmet on or anything. Just whacking those polo balls all over that little batting cage. That was kind of weird. I don't think the net is like super taut. I think it's supposed to be kind of like loose. But the balls were bouncing everywhere all around him. It's crazy in there. It's crazy. He was hitting them fast too. Mm. He was being extra polo-y. He really was. There's a to-do at the palace. Everyone is brought together to watch the Apollo launch. The children are woken up. They were. They that woke, was the landing. Yeah, they Sorry. woke them up for the Sorry, landing. Sorry, jumping ahead. My bad. Um, but like everyone, like there's. Oh, there was champagne. Mooncakes and champagne. Yeah, and the, the mooncake. All the kids had little helmets and little bouncy balls. Yeah. To sit on. One time, I don't know if it was Aaron or one of Aaron's friends, but one time for a party, they made a instead of cake or death, they made a cake or death star. And it was a Death Star cake that really reminded me of the moon cake. That's fun. It was adorable. I got to see pictures of it. Cool. It's very cool. <laughs> Philip really has like a glint in his eye over this moon landing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it like, excites him. It, he's totally excited by it. He's totally just sort of jazzed about the humanity of people landing on the moon like he's all big expectations high adventure the most important thing on you know humanity has ever done he's very enthralled by the whole thing i think it's adorable i think i do too and i i I feel the same way as he does like i i totally understand that feeling of like wow Mm -hmm. we just put three little dudes on top of this enormous 11 story building that's made of rocket fuel. Wow. And shot them at the moon. <laughs> Flung them into space. Pew. To the moon. Yeah. So the new church guy, they bring in they bring in a new dude to do church. Mm-hmm. The royal family was just walking to church and like really did they just walk down to the village to go to church, but I guess they have church at Windsor Castle. You know what? I tried to find that. And there's a lot of talk about where they go. I don't think they go to church every week anymore. Mm -hmm. So most of the stuff I found on the Internet was only where they go to church at Christmas, which they're not in England at Christmas. They spend Christmases in Scotland. So they talk about that church. So I think you're right. But I don't like know what building that is or anything like right. that. It, it, it it's just, not in the village for sure. I'm sure it's well, right? Like, but the way they shot it, it seemed secluded and yeah. rural, and you know, we've been by by the castle. It's in the middle of fucking town, right? You know, I guess there's probably a lot more acreage than than we they, can I'm see. I'm sure they have. Some stuff to their own in there. Yeah. But maybe they weren't at Windsor Castle. Maybe they weren't in London anyway. They could have been somewhere else. They didn't really say. But. Okay. Buckingham Palace. That's, that's what, what I, that's we what meant. That's what, yeah, Buckingham I knew. Palace. I knew that. Whatever. So they go to church. They go to church. We went to church. They didn't like the guy. They got a new guy. Look at the new guy. Who's Robin Woods. Right. Okay. 
not Robin Hood. He pops over to Philip's office mm -hmm. to ask a favor. Right. And he would like to use a building on the Windsor Castle grounds. Mm -hmm. He said Windsor Castle. So that's that must be where they're talking about. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, he would like to use a building for more church or something. Mm -hmm. St. George's House <laughs> was founded by Robin Woods and Prince Philip in 1966, which is three years ago. Sure. But again, it goes well with the theme of the story. So it makes sense to wrap those yeah, events yeah, yeah. together of course. into one thing. Their website says a place where people of influence and responsibility in every area of society can come together to explore and communicate their views and analysis of contemporary issues. Okay. They've been in the same place since 1966 and the beautiful photos online. It's a lovely little place. I showed you a picture of the, of the Vickers hall. Mm, right. Um, which is a really gorgeous library yeah. with, Incredibly high ceilings, probably built in 16XX or something like that. Right. And uh, they did clean the floor and put a nice carpet down. Oh, good. Good for them. And left the setup kind of in the same way they showed it in the show, where there's a chair and a small table and then a semicircle of two or three rows of chairs mm -hmm. around that where... I guess they bring someone in and he talks about some stuff and then they have a, a conversation. Right. You know, just a place to go hang out with your priest homies and your priesties, your priesties and chill and think about some stuff. Oh, OK. Well, good for them. Yeah. Philip didn't like it. He was kind of annoyed at the whole thing at first. He, well, um, there are women on the board now, so maybe he'd like it better. Oh, sure. So Philip was kind of, meh, whatever. Yeah, take your little space. Yeah, he That's was cool. like, yeah, fine. That's cool. He was like, to do what? Right? <laughs> I feel you, bro. Um, so we gather again. I guess I guess it's later in the evening. They have to wake all the kids up. Right. Or maybe it was first thing in the morning. I don't know. They don't know. They wake the kids up. Mm -hmm. They start doing... They're watching the landing. Philip is enthralled. He's just like trained on what's going on. <laughs> and, um, you know, I had to stop and, and think for a second because they're living in a world in, in which man hasn't landed successfully on the moon yet. Like, right. That, we've grown up with that. So we've taken it for granted. Exactly. Like that lander is headed to the moon and you just don't know what's going to happen. They have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, they think they know what's going to happen. Right. But any number of a zillion things could go wrong. Right. Exactly. And it could touch down on the surface of the moon and fucking explode. Who knows? So it was a big deal. Everyone watching it was just like on the edge of their seat. Can things explode in space? Yeah, why not? Because there's no oxygen? There's oxygen inside those things. Oh, that's a problem. If you light a match, it is. <laughs> so, Apollo 11 lands successfully. Yay! Everyone's super excited. You know, no more than Philip. He's just like, he's beyond excited about this. And, and I totally get it. I totally identify with right. his feelings at this time. 
And he stayed up all night watching all the coverage. and Right. Everyone was falling asleep and people were putting party hats on the queen. Yeah. And he totally. Oh, my God. That was hysterical. That was adorable. That was so funny. And then like this is this is what this show does. The next scene is he has to go give a speech in the rain. At a yarn manufacturer. Is that what that was? Yes. Oh I looked God. it up. That's funny. <laughs> Got to go to the yarn barn right. in the rain. That's so funny. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not going to squeeze one out till I'm like 30. Will you still be working at the yarn barn? Because I hear that's a really great place to raise children. So I get why Philip feels incomplete in his life. Yeah. Because he's he wants to do all this big stuff. And then he's got to go give a speech for yeah. the queen at a yarn store. <laughs> In the rain. He had a bunch of summer on him in that rain. He did get a little bit of summer on him. Oh, hang on. You've got a bit of summer on you. And then he got to go to a dental plate manufacturer or something. So funny. I I bet the writing room was pretty funny when they were like, okay, we have to think of the most boring places to give a speech. Right. Yeah. Orthodontics and yarn. Right. I have a problem with one of those, but. Well, still. It is what it is. I get it. (laughs) I guess he still gets to fly around on his private plane, though, to do this because they showed him in a a fancy little jet. Right. Him and some other dude, like just the two of them. Him and the pilot. At the controls. (laughs) It was kind of a funny moment because he was just like, hey, let me let me take the wheel for a second. Mm-hmm. And he that was a great scene powers up and shoots up above the clouds because he wants to see the moon again. Yeah. I guess the clouds had gotten in the way of the moon. So he I wrote down I was going to call this the uh, the Icarus maneuver. Oh, that's good. It's pretty good. It's my Bible knowledge coming through right there. I'm sorry. You're what? Bible. Isn't that a Bible thing? <laughs> Icarus. No. no, that's Greek mythology. <laughs> It's all the same. So, it's just like a I said, book. that's my Bible knowledge coming through. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and, you know, flying a plane to the moon is definitely more exciting than giving speech at the yarn barn. For sure. In the rain. No, oh, for sure. And I really liked his point of that. Like, the pilot was kind of freaking out and philip was like but you really lived there for a couple of minutes we just had a great adventure right and i i love that i love that there's some merit to that Mm -hmm. not saying you should always do dangerous things but i don't know the level of danger that was there right exactly i guess the pilot did say the Airplane was pressed to the limits of its physical tolerance. Right. So maybe that's a little close to the edge, yeah. but you know. Yeah, I mean, and you never know till you try. Yeah. So then I guess we're back. Um, the the priesty guy mm-hmm. asks Philip to come and talk to suckers Philip right into coming in and talking to like. Phillips and the the Jaguar, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. There was very, like, ouch. I 
my eyeballs hit the back of my head. My eye roll was so strong from Philip in these scenes. Yeah, it's true. He called St. George's house, your concentration camp for spiritual defectors. Oh my God. That was so funny. That's what I want to name our next house. Maybe we should rethink that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes and he meets with the vicars. And they talk. Try the priest. And <laughs> Helen Bottom Carter's in that too. That's true. Looks thicker, more like Vicar. No, it has to be grosser. It's green. And they talk, and then they pointedly ask Philip a question, and he's like, "Me." <laughs> And it was really cool what they did because it was so quiet in the room and you hear all their chairs squeak as they all move their bodies right. to point towards Everyone's kind Philip. of leaning towards Philip. Yeah, it was really cute yeah. how they did that. And uh, he doesn't have much of an answer. He sort of gives them the what for, mm-hmm. for how he really feels. Yeah. Asshole Philip sort of comes yeah. out and he yells at him for be a dumb priest or whatever. So does that mean he needs to eat something or that he needs to take a nap? It's hard to say. I feel like the Royals are, are always sort of well-fed and well-rested. I don't know so much about well-rested. I'm sure well-fed is the case. They, they probably work a lot. I guess, but. I mean, if working is giving a speech at the yarn barn. You're such a fuck ass. <laughs> Please. Did you just call me a fuck-ass? Elizabeth, that's enough. You can go suck a fuck. Oh, please tell me, Elizabeth, how exactly does one suck a fuck? I mean, that's work. Especially if you dread doing it. Right. Because you have to be on for that shit. Right, and I get that. The being on bit is probably yeah, the that's most probably work the worst. that they really do. Yeah. I don't know, I just get the, I get the feeling when we watch scenes of them, like, eating... Or getting ready for bed mm-hmm. that they never, ever have to worry about the food. It's just there. They don't, they don't have to go to the grocery store. They don't have to. Like, Philip complains about eating venison again. Right. And I'm just like, oh, fuck you. They don't even have to feed their kids. Right. Like, the kids, they're. They're all just taken care of. Yeah, they're having dinner, just the two of them. Everything else right. in the world is taken care of. And then when it's time to retire, like, they just go to bed. Yeah. And. The queen sits down and does her little nightly ritual and takes makeup off and puts her jewelry away and then... Writes in her journal. Writes in her journal. Like, you do the last few things of your day and then you go to sleep. All right. Boop. And then the piper wakes you up the Oh, next my morning. God. Like, what would that be like? I wonder if there's an alarm setting on our phone that is a bagpiper. I'm sure it could be arranged. I don't want Amazing Grace, though. Right. I think that's one that one's a little overdone. Personally, I haven't needed an alarm in. I know years. we haven't used an alarm for since we moved here, pretty much. Well, even still, I haven't needed an alarm. Right. Science knows how long. <laughs> so Philip's kind of annoyed, and he was an asshole to the other priests, to the priests. But he learns that the astronauts are going to come. Right? They're going to come visit Buckingham Palace. He was like a little kid. He was giddy. And the queen was like dragging it out. Like, Mm -hmm. when they sent me the 
When they asked me for my message to put on the moon, they also inquired if we would care to host the astronaut. Yes. Yes. Is that something yes. you would enjoy? Yes. It was adorable. Yes. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was adorable. So he has all of the great expectations that you have when you're going to meet someone famous that you look up to. Like, right. it was really neat seeing him be a fanboy. Yeah, he was totally fanboying. And then he finds out that they're not even going to get to stay for tea. Right. <laughs> they're like half hour tops in and out. They got sure. shit to do. Yeah. This is a tour, buddy. We got to keep this train moving. Yeah. Such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. Yeah, it's just clever. have a little turnabout. Yeah. I have a small piece of bad news. Although it may not be For a change. We're, uh, <laughs> we're cancelled. Yeah. At the hotel? No, we're cancelled. The, the gig is cancelled. Uh, it says Memphis show cancelled due to lack of advertising funds. So he was pretty disappointed and asked for some time alone. Right. With them. What you got? He did. Where was Tom Hanks? Uh, it's Apollo 13. Oh, this was 11. Yeah. Mm, okay. For a nice, soft landing on the moon. Better than Neil Armstrong. Way better than Pete Conrad. I was disappointed Tom Hanks wasn't in this episode. Tom Hanks was disappointed that he didn't get to land on the moon. <laughs> While Philip is is doing his fanboy stuff, mm -hmm. the they were really building up the excitement. Everyone in the, in the palace is like rushing over to the windows when the astronauts get there. They do that a lot in this they, show. They do, uh, but they were really like the the show was building up the idea that this was going to be a big momentous thing, right? You know, even though Philip is only going to get his fifteen minutes. It was going to be a good 15 minutes. Right. So like he's he's writing all these questions and I get the feeling that all these questions were were very sort of philosophical and, you know, big sort of life altering kind of what did you learn about the universe sort right. of questions. So, yeah, he was he was making a big deal out of it in his head. Right. And rightly so. Like, why wouldn't you? Sure. I would. I know I would. Right. But then they get there and it's it's sort of like way, way less than what he was expecting. Way low key. And he was trying to ask them these deep questions like he wanted to live through them. He wanted right. to hear all of their experience and all of their thought and feelings and philosophy while they were and there. Like insight on humanity, like what right. did you learn? And, and they were like. We, yeah. we were just at work. Right, right. It's, we just, it was just work. It's a job. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal. But. But everything was so. We had shit to do. <laughs> laid out and we had to do certain things at certain times. And that's all we could really. Yeah. Do. It's all we could really think about. Right. Have you ever met someone that you were, and I'm thinking someone famous, but it doesn't have to be someone famous, who you were so hyped up and so excited to meet, and then you were just kind of like, oh, they're just uh, a person. Well, I'll tell and you. And they the, might not even be an interesting person. I, I have a story okay. for this. I would love to hear it. So sixth grade. Okay. 
let's see. This was when? Because in sixth grade, I'm what, 11 years old? I was thinking 12, whatever. So that would be 87. Late 80s. Late 80s. There was naval activity in the Persian Gulf or the Mediterranean or something. Okay. I don't remember. It's prior to the Iraq War, mm -hmm. the first Iraq War. Being in Jacksonville, we're a Navy town. So there's a ship. There's a big Jacksonville ship at sea. Uh-huh. Doing whatever Navy things did in the 80s. And... This is this is one of my earlier experiences with what nationalism, patriotism. Okay. Because there were there were songs involved. There was oh there was lots of things involved. Okay. Anyway, so in sixth grade, um, my school had adopted or whatever a ship, and so we wrote letters. Okay. And then we got letters back. Neat. Um, theoretically. Okay. So, like, I was handed someone to write a letter to. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what to say. Yeah. I couldn't tell you absolutely at all what I said. Because I was 11 and I didn't know what to say. And I probably just wrote some stupid things that were on my mind. Sent it out. And, you know, like, took it to school and they put it in the bucket. And that gets sent to the to the ship or whatever. And so like we all had, we all had pen pals theoretically. Okay. So the end result of this was that before the school year was out, the ship returned to port. Okay. To Jacksonville. So we got to go see it. Oh, neat. We got to go see them tying the ship up. Like they, That's pulled, cool. they just pulled in. Right. And there was like a ceremony and we got to meet our people and so there's some there's some real like neat PR behind this. Yeah. But here's the twist. Billy in my class, mm -hmm. his pen pal was first lieutenant Jimmy Joe, who who works in the the thing with all the glass. You know, Sally's pen pal was, you know, commander blah blah blah, who right. oversees deck operations. You know, my pen pal was like crewman crewman jones right who hadn't seen the light of day because his job is to tie up the fucking boat so during the ceremony like he's fucking Aww. working and i'm just like where's my dude right like i thought i got to meet someone and he's like yeah i'm tying up the ship kid leave me alone <laughs> all right so it was a very disappointing day Aww. for me after having built up this whole and there was like like we had to like fucking sing and tie a yellow ribbon and all this other wow. fucking patriotic nonsense. And just the whole experience of that day for me was a huge letdown. Mm -hmm. And you sort of realize, oh, he's just a dude. He's got to work. Right. These other people that have like fucking medals on their chest right they get to have ceremonies yeah this dude has to work yeah and i'm not saying astronauts don't have really fucking cool jobs but i'm sure they're also really fucking difficult jobs they are they're very technical and physically, and physically difficult demanding. as well yeah so yeah 
not much time for thinking up there around the moon. So I'll stay down here and just look at it. I always wanted to be an astronaut. That was always my dream. Yeah? Yeah. Did you go to space camp? No. I saw a movie about that once. Whip me, beat me, take away my charge card. NASA is talking! I wrote them a letter after I saw that, that film. I was so excited. The astronauts or space camp? Space camp. You wrote space camp a letter? Apparently. <laughs> they sent me a lovely brochure. Oh, actual space camp. Yes. I thought you meant you sent the movie a letter. Oh, no, I was no. very confused. I don't remember where I sent it to. Which phoenix is in that one? Leaf. Okay. He was little. He was very little. I'm glad you got a brochure from space camp, from the real space camp. From the real space camp. Maybe if you would have written the movie, you would have gotten a poster. Hmm. Mm. With Leaf Phoenix on it. That'd be nice. It would be. What were we talking about? Tom Hanks. Right. Wilson! So, yeah, Philip gets a chance to sit down with the astronauts, and he's just super excited about it, and he starts... He starts, he goes on this whole preamble about how his questions are just like the most important things in the world for everyone. And I really just wanted to do this because I'm such a fan and I'm so excited about humanity and the work that you've all done. And and then he asks his questions and he gets very different answers yes. than he was expecting. Yes. Plus the kids all have like colds. Yeah. You know, they've been isolated from humanity for the past several weeks. And right. then they come back to Earth and it's like, okay, they have the sniffles. Well, plus it's the rainy season in England. So. Right. And then they said that they had some questions for him. Right. And they were crazy excited about his life living in the palace living in the living in the palace and how long are the halls and what do you like the same things that we're yeah. interested in and it's that i'm interested in anyway well about, it was it was really about funny their lives to see the the counterpoint the, yeah the different perspectives yeah and i think that was sort of the idea sure of the episode so lots of disappointment from that little meeting yeah so then I wrote, and then he goes to therapy. <laughs> yeah. Because he's sitting there. In Priestly the, group therapy. Right. He's sitting there in his chair and he's sort of just being very honest about his his reactions and his emotions, yeah. which was good. It was good to see. Uh, but he's in there with the, the, the church kids again. Yeah. So that's the other thing is, is I think they, I think the show was sort of putting the science of the moon landing versus mm -hmm. the, the of, faith of religion, the faith of religion. Right. And you know, which you and I only really buy into one of those two concepts. So it, yeah, the they might not part. have been hitting their, their target market no, here. No, they were definitely missing their demo with us. Right. But, uh, it's science. We believe in science. Right. That's the one. And, you know, I, I have strong feelings about that, but it's TV. And this is something that TV likes to do. Yeah. Science versus faith. It's an argument I don't really understand. It's not really. I I don't think science versus faith is a thing. I I don't understand why well, it would be if it is. I don't, I don't mean it. They're two completely separate things. I don't mean it versus as in they're fighting one another. I think they TV likes to 
put the concepts side by side. Mm -hmm. Compare and contrast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't buy that either. I I don't either. Science is science. Faith is not. I mean, that's the definition of faith. Is that it's not based on anything. Anything is strong, but. Uh, one of my pet peeves is, is sort of that religionists have kind of co-opted the word faith. I have. I <clears throat> was just thinking that about 30 seconds ago. Yeah. Whatevs. Um, so that's kind of the end of the episode. There's yeah. there's churchy through the end of the episode. And then. And then the queen is happy about the churchy. Right. And uh, we get a little bit of uh, history. Right. In, in Philip the, and Robin were main friends. In the end titles. Right. You know. They were close friends for a long time, which is good. I'm glad he found a friend, especially like, I mean, if you think of it as a club or a stitch and bitch at the Mm -hmm. yarn store with people that you trust. Right. Like, it's kind of the same thing. Sure. It's a place where you can go and you can be yourself. You don't have to be on. You don't have to give a speech. You can talk about your feels and the people will back you up. And I mean, if you if you have a good group, if you have a good group of people that that you're in. Right. Even if it's in a religious context. How about it? What's really wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Lots of people appear to like that. Yeah. So how about it? Yeah. Who might have stopped you? Just not my thing. <laughs> so, what'd you think of that episode? I really enjoyed it. Really, I really did. Okay, good. I I, I just glossed despite, over the churchy bit. Despite how we ended up talking about this at the end, you really enjoyed it. I mean, there's no other way for me to talk about religion, right? Ex- except that I don't like it. Uh, okay, so that's fine. That's fine. But like, I totally identify with Philip mm-hmm. in those moments where. He is looking at the moon landing in awe, you know, shedding a single tear just because he's he's just so captivated mm-hmm. by the whole thing. And I, I really feel that. I totally get that. Right. For me, and I know this is very dismissive, but when you get down to the end and... He's he's been disappointed by the interview. You know, he does he doesn't learn the secrets of the universe because of the mm-hmm. astronauts, you know, and he's really sort of knocked back, you know, on his expectations. And then he goes to the church. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's sort of cheap for TV to to portray it like that, I think. Especially when, like you said, those those two events did not coincide right. in the real world. Uh, but for me, like I've I've kind of answered those questions in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can still look at the science of landing on the moon in wonder, right? Just because it's such a unique accomplishment, right? It's been done such a small handful of times, right? Mm-hmm. And the idea of moving on to Mars. The idea of moving past our our silly earthly conflicts, right, and trying to unify as a 
mm-hmm. as a sentient species. Mm-hmm. Like I get very Star Trek. I get very United Federation of Planets on this. Right. And this was always my dream of dreams kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I get that. I get the I get the wonderment. And I identified with that. So yeah, I liked watching this episode because Good. it it really humanized Philip for me. Mm-hmm. Especially this Philip as this character, right? This character and this actor, right? Which I've, I've been kind of missing. Like I was sort of annoyed with Philip the whole time. So, so yeah. In that sense, I really enjoyed it. Cool. Well, good. What about you? That's all right. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's still kind of a throwaway episode. I like the moon stuff. I think I like the moon cake best. That might have been one moon of my favorite parts. Fun. There yeah. was champagne. Sure. Champagne and moon cake. Come on, that's awesome. Why did I name the episode that? I'll put that in the subtitle. Okay. <laughs> champagne and mooncake. You're my champagne now I'm and hu- mooncake. Oh, honey bunny. <laughs> now I'm hungry and thirsty for champagne and mooncake. We're going to have cake lettery this week. We are having cake this week. Thursday is Chris's birthday release day. It is. So happy birthday, Chris. I'm not going to sing to you on the radio. Thanks. And thanks. (laughs) Hey. Schroeder's going to sing to you a little bit. Yes. He's saying happy birthday, Papa. Thanks, little buddy. So happy birthday, darling. Thank you. I'm excited about it this year. I am too. Good. I'm glad you're excited. Made little candied oranges. You did. They're delicious. With which to decorate my cake. Your carrot cake. Which you love, I will make. You love some carrot cake that you have to make yourself. I do. <laughs> Happy to. At least you don't have to pretend to like it if you don't. They're going to be adorable little cakes. They're, I can't wait. I'm very excited. I'll post a picture on the Chromecast's Facebook page. Okay. Of your, Sounds good. Of your twee birthday cakes. So happy birthday, darling. Thank you. Thanks for doing the podcast with me. Oh, thank you. I have fun. I enjoy it. Good. And thanks to our listeners. Thank you, listeners. Super fans everywhere. Thanks, Jenny Parrott, for our intro and outro. We think you're awesome. We do. I love your new haircut. Love, love, love your new haircut. I haven't seen it. It's a little longer than yours. Fair. Fair fair assessment. (laughs) Chris is bald. That's why that was funny. I guess that's it then. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Well, until next fortnight, God save the queen. God save the queen. Totally TR time. The podcast where the stars align. Reigning queen is Emery. King Chris got that royal sound. When he's discussing the crown. Grab your scepter. And that's how about how it went in the show, too. Yeah, anticlimax right there. <laughs> so mouthy, that kid. And that's all we have time for. <laughs> <laughs>